All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of Drop Your Baggage. This is where we make negative emotions vanish into thin air to where we drop our baggage and pick up our power. Before we get into the show, though, I'd ask you to do a big deed of the day, your good deed of the day, and press the like button if you are on YouTube. It, you will drop the YouTube algorithm on someone, and this video can be a wonderful blessing. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Please, please, please. I, I am so blessed to have every single guest on here, and especially this one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most amazing Tasha Thomas. We're, we were high school, um, high school classmates. She came in our fresh, or we came in our freshman year together. Tasha, you go ahead and introduce yourself to anybody that doesn't know you. Hi guys, baggage droppers. I'm Tasha. <laughs> Um, there's not much to say, I don't think. Um, I'm from, I'm from Cincinnati originally. I live in Dayton now. Um, my last name is officially Davis. I got married five, five years ago. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm a psych major at Rice State. I work with kids now, which is hilarious because I am not a big kid person, but I love my job. So I, and I get to help families and that's the most important thing. Um, I'm nervous as hell. I'll be completely honest. Nervous. I don't know what's getting ready to come up and come out. So, yeah, forgive whatever snot, tears, cursing, whatever you say. But <laughs> I'm just going to go with it and see whatever the universe wants me to release. And prayerfully, it blesses somebody. So. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, of course, Tasha had the option of um, dropping anger, sadness, or fear, and you chose, or I chose, <laughs> never mind, I chose right. it. <laughs> well, she asked it was a me. mutual decision, <laughs> you know, we're going to release some sadness, some, some stuff, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. She was like, well, you know, it don't matter. I was like, hey, what do you want to release? And she was like, well, it don't matter. You know, what do you think I should release? I was like, well, <laughs> nobody's released sadness yet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she's down like she's brown. So uh, it, it's, it's about to go down, if you will. Yeah, man. Ah. You're a poet and you, and you didn't know it. Okay, <laughs> then, I see <laughs> hey, we're having way too much fun. <laughs> no, sorry, back to business. My <laughs> focus. Get my zen off real quick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, here we go. All right, so what we are about to do is a um, get me all messed up here. We, we are about to do is a technique called mental and emotional release. Um, it is a technique that helps people get rid of their negative emotions, limiting beliefs, and negative self-talk. Um, and in order to do this correctly, um, this guided meditation, all you have to do is three things. Number one, you have to use your imagination. Okay. You can do that? Mm -hmm. you sure? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm a little rusty, but yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Number two, you have to follow directions. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, you have to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. Okay. Awesome. All right. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and use that imagination right here, right now, because this is timeline work. And uh, this is a neuro-linguistic programming technique called timeline therapy. So, so we're going to create an imaginary timeline. So. If your a past could be to your left, to your right, or behind you, where's your past? Mm. In the center. Can I choose in the center? Uh, you, <laughs> okay. You're already not following directions. All right, okay. Here okay. We go. <laughs> well, no, for real. Okay, so left right or behind me. <laughs> behind me. Behind you? Where's yeah. your where's your future? 
in front of me for sure. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Hey, that works out for me. If it works out for you, it works out for me. You know? <laughs> okay, so past behind me, future to the left of me. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's, it's different. Yeah. And new. I like, ah, uh, already using that imagination. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna release some sadness. Okay, um, what is something? First of all, what is something that um, makes you sad? <laughs> Missing my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Charles! Damn it. Yeah, this my parents. Yeah. Now, I know your your father died when your fresh our freshman year in high school. Yeah. Yeah. He was he had to be young. How yeah, we were thirteen. How did he pass? So he he was a big dude anyway, mm-hmm. and he had kidney stuff going on, and then he ended up having um, pneumonia mm. and put him in the hospital. And it was, the whole situation is weird because he was, he's always had lower blood pressure, even for a big D, always had lower blood pressure, but the hospital didn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. And he was doing better. He was actually like, <laughs> oddly enough, the day he was, he, came, he was supposed to come home was the day that he died. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he went home, all right? He just didn't come back home with us, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, he, I think how my mom explained it to me, we were in, I was in Spanish class. I know that. I know that it was around like 125, 126, something like that in the afternoon when he passed. His blood pressure had bottomed out in the hospital, like prior to the hospital had been just pumping him with all this medicine and everything, trying to get his blood pressure back up. And he and my mom had just had a conversation, literally like 11 that morning and she was bringing him something to eat on her way to work. And when she came in, they were working on him and pumping him with all this stuff. And there, and she was like, what the hell is going on? And they were like, his blood pressure is too low. And she was like, no, his blood pressure has always been that low. That's just how his body is. What the fuck are you doing? And it just, he was looking at her, like get them off of me. Right. But by the time that everything was said and done, his blood pressure had bottomed out. He um, couldn't come back from everything that had been done. Yeah. So eventually they had to tell her, you know, we're going to take him off, you know, the ventilators and everything, you know, and she, you know, talked to him, talked to him. They were reading the 23rd Psalm together and um, they're kind of to a point where he couldn't repeat what she was saying. And he was having trouble breathing and everything. And she was just like, go to the light if you see it. We'll be fine. And he just took this long sigh and passed. That's the real, real short version. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> wow, man. Wow. Um, my condolences for your dad. Thank you. So, and... um. And your mom, she passed not too long ago, yeah? Eight years ago. That one, that one still hurts. That one. You couldn't have told me that my mom wasn't going to be here. You couldn't have told me that. Um, she had a stroke. Well, let me back up. My mom, for her to be a nurse, she did not take care of herself like she should have, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. She had diabetes. She had high blood pressure she had like bad cholesterol like there are things that she just should have known better but my mom's the kind of person she'll take care of everybody else and take care of herself later mm-hmm. so she did that literally to the grave right so she was having some money problems having job problems stuff like that and the stress of all of that she was in court for taxes and had her first stroke there and didn't know it was a stroke she felt her face go limp and she thought it was like was it cerebral palsy or something like that where your face droops that she thought it was that and she went home and it got worse right 
So my uncle, after like a day or two, took her to the hospital. Kind of find out. Like, because then she was telling me that she was seeing two and, you know, it was weird, right? So my uncle finally takes her to the hospital. I get down to Cincy, you know, as fast as I can. And so she had... I forget what the kind of what kind of stroke they call it. It wasn't a TIA at first. She started having those later on, but um, she started having strokes. And from from the first stroke, she was you know in rehab. She was trying to get better, stuff like that. But she couldn't go back home. She she tried to, but she lived in a in a townhouse had stairs. She was like scooting to get up the steps and down the steps, and it just wasn't. So I was just like, well, you're coming to Dayton period like yeah. you're not even you don't have the right to argue like i'm taking over you're coming to dayton i'm taking care of you you don't have to work i got it whatever so i moved her up me and my and my now husband me and him just took everything out of a two but two bedroom townhouse that i'd been in since i was 13 and put it in my little one bedroom apartment it was <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so packed oh my god um, <laughs> but I eventually got us a two-bedroom apartment, and we just—I just took care of her. I had her on a schedule. I had her blood sugar regulated, blood pressure regulated. Had her home health care aid. Like, don't ask me how I did any of this, because Charles, I swear, I—this was nothing but God. Amen. Amen. Shaking and letting yeah. stuff happen. Like, some of it's still a blur because mm. I legit—I—I I don't know how I did it. <laughs> Um, but as much as, as much as I did, it wasn't enough. And that part sucks. Cause I, I promised her I'd never put you in a nursing home because with my grandma being the one, we knew what it was. And I knew that I wasn't going to get my mom the kind of care that she was. Cause my mom to me, like the best nurse I'd ever seen. And that's not even on like me being biased because it's my mom. No, like. I've seen some of these nurses and CNAs that just don't care. And my mom did. <laughs> and I knew I wasn't going to get her that kind of care up here. I knew I wasn't. So I promised her I'll never put you in one. And one of her final strokes before we put her in a nursing home, the, the social worker told me and my aunt, like, she can't come home with you. Because I'm sitting there trying to figure out how I can get a ramp, how I we already got her wheelchair, already got her home health care aid. Like, we can make this work. Right. I'm hard-headed and stubborn, and I'm going to do it if I can do it. And the social worker was like, it's not safe. She needs too much. You, would, you don't have the ability to do it the way that it would need to be done for her, unfortunately, you know. Next to losing her, the hardest day of my life, because I felt like I lied to her. Um, and then put her in a nursing home. I knew that that broke her. Yeah. I knew it did. And her having to do therapy and everything, she just, she wasn't with it. You know, she would, she would try because she wanted to come home, but eventually it got to a point where she couldn't, she wasn't, she couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't feed herself. Like it was a very slow progression, but fast progression because all of this was in a matter of like two years. And on top of all of that, um, the stroke caused her to have early onset dementia, too. And that was hard. But the one thing about it was, like, like me and her promise, like, she'll never forget who I am. Because I couldn't deal with that. And so she, I, I lost her before I lost her, if that makes sense. Because she stopped talking, maybe. She died in July. I stopped hearing her voice in March. Mm. So she her voice was gone but she would look at me and i knew she knew who i was so that was enough yeah 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 so um so yeah so it was funny i wasn't gonna go see her right mm -hmm. i'm i'm giving i'm again giving the real like try to fast track right the story but mm -hmm. i wasn't gonna go see her and my my spirit was like nah go see her go see her right and so i was like all right this was july 14th so I go see her. It's like maybe one or two o'clock. I had a hair appointment. So I was like, well, I'll go see her. And then, you know, I'll come back tomorrow. She'll see my hair done. She'll, you know, it's her, it'll brighten her day to see my hair done. She'll always like seeing my hair done. Yeah. And, um, and we were in there and we were talking and I read a little bit of the Bible to her. I forget what I read, but I read a little bit of the Bible to her. 
And she just looked at me and I said, you know, I love you, mommy. I'll see you tomorrow. And she looked at me and her eyes, they looked sad, but she gave me that I love you too look. And that was that. So I got my hair done. And then I didn't know that the nursing home had been trying to call me. I had no idea. Right. Um, But my phone didn't ring. And so my aunt called my husband and was like, find my baby. I didn't know any of this until afterwards, right? Like I got home, like I got in my car, I left my house, I left my friend's house about 10, got home, got me something to eat, I'm sitting there watching A Different World, <laughs> and then sm- smashing on some McDonald's, you know, chilling. Mm-hmm. And Ryan comes in and he cuts my TV off and I look at him like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you cutting my TV off, what's up? And he was like, I got something to tell you and I just need you to listen to me. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Your mom passed. What? Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain. You know how when you hear something it just feels like the whole room gets mute? Yeah. Like it gets like super quiet and yeah. you almost kind of hear like a real high pitch noise yeah. something like that. That's what it felt like, right? And so I was like, no, she didn't. I was just there with her this afternoon. She's not there. We talked about it. And he was like, nah, your aunt called me. She really passed. And so I was like, no, she didn't. No, stop playing. So then I called the nursing home. And I was real cool with the nursing staff. And as soon as the nurse heard my voice, she just started apologizing. <laughs> and I dropped my phone. I I let out a scream that to this day I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't make that sound again even if I wanted to. Like it was like the loudest scream I think I've I've ever made in my life. So then I had to go to a nursing home, you know, identify the body and all that crap. <laughs> and so Ryan yeah, gets me into the car and like the closer we got, like it just, it none of it felt real. Like I still remember being in the car. Like I could, I'm visualizing this in my head like right now. Like I remember getting in the car. I remember trying to call people. No one's answering the phone. I reached w- one of my really good friends at the time and I'm just like, I need somebody else here with me because I can't, I can't, I can't do this by myself. And um, we get to the nursing home and that was the longest walk of my life. That was the longest walk of my life. My legs felt so like jello. Like I just, oof, Jesus, like I, that was the longest walk ever. And we get in there and I look at my mom and she's not, she wasn't my complexion. She was a little bit lighter than me, but um, she looked gray. She started to look gray. <laughs> and, but she was still warm. So, um, so I just, I just sat there. Like, I mean, when I first saw her, I fell to the ground because I couldn't believe that she was really gone. Mm-hmm. And when I touched her hand, it just felt limp. Like it just, it was and they helped me up get me in a chair and I'm just sitting there and I couldn't believe that she was gone like and the hospice lady crazy enough like a a couple days prior to this the hospital lady came to my job had me sign paperwork and everything and it's not clicking that she's getting ready to piece up out of here never clicked (laughs) right because I'm like okay yeah we'll do this she'll be at peace but you're still taking care of her but my aunt later was like, no, when you saw hospice papers, they pretty much put them on morphine and let them peacefully go. And I didn't know that. I'm like, what, 24, 20, almost 25, I didn't know. So, um, so I'm sitting there and the hospice lady I was there was like, she didn't die alone. She, you know, it was peaceful. And I'm hearing that, but I don't care. Cause okay, I wouldn't hear. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. I'm glad you were there, but she didn't know you. So, no. What'd you say? 
had to blow my nose. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You do what you need to do. Um. So sitting there, and eventually I just put my head on her chest, and I literally like her. I don't know if, if you remember what my mom looked like, but she was a chesty lady, right? So mm-hmm. like her chest, that was like a comfort zone, right? You know. So I was laying on her chest, and it, all I felt was bone. That hurt. <laughs> um. And I literally laid there and felt her go from warm to cold. That that was hard too. Like, but I didn't care because that was the last time I was gonna be able to do that with my mom. Right. So, you know, I couldn't get in the bed with her, but I definitely laid on her chest until she got cold. And then I remember sitting there in the chair and I was just in the midst of all this, like, I think. Ryan had called his mom. His mom was trying to call my church to see if somebody can come down from my church. The nursing home was telling me, well, what are you going to do with the body? Because at this point, she goes from patient to body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As insensitive as that is, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, what are you going to do with the body? Because we have to clear the bed because there's another person coming in in a couple hours. Yeah, I know how it is. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know. I haven't thought about... a nurse, a funeral home, a coroner. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so thankfully, someone from my church worked for a funeral home. So I called her. Like, can you get somebody here now? Because I don't know what else I'm gonna do. I can't leave with a body. I can't. I, I don't know what the hell to do. Right. So in the midst of all of that, I'm just sitting there and I'm in between tears and I'm just looking up and this will sound strange, but I saw like my mom's spirit. Mm. Saw my mom's spirit. She looked normal. She looked healthy, happy. She was all in white. She had hair up. Like she looked gorgeous. Yeah. And she was just like, I was tired. You know, I know that you'll be okay. I love Mm. you. I'm always here with you. And it gave me comfort for, you know, for in that moment, right? And it still kind of does, you know, now, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. And after that, I mean, we had a memorial, like everything worked itself out. We got a place, you know, that could have everybody cremated. I couldn't afford a funeral. So we just did a cookout, you know, I made a DVD. We had a plan. People came. Like, it was cool, right? But I didn't care. Like, to be completely honest, I didn't care. We we released balloons. Okay. You know what I mean? Me and my aunt, my aunt was, as much as me and her bump heads, my aunt was my road dog. <laughs> because she helped me put everything together. She helped me f- figure stuff out. She helped me do with my job. She just, out of my entire family, my mom has three brothers and a sister. She was the only one that was there. And she just, and to this day, like, she's still the only one that's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she just, she's my road dog. And it was funny because during the picnic, like, we were there, but we weren't mentally, we weren't there. So she was sitting on the lawn chair smoking a joint. Like, all right, uh, so when this is over, when when is this over kind of deal? <laughs> um, and... <laughs> And I remember me and her was talking about that. Like after that, after that day, we were just like, I mean, we were there, but so like, you know what I mean? This is for everybody else. This wasn't for us. Not really. Cause she she's gone. She's who we need. You know what I mean? But after that, honestly, the lit the next maybe. She's been gone eight years. I'll say the next, the next five years was a blur because I just wasn't I wasn't really with it like grief is a bitch (laughs) grief sucks like I I commend my husband because I I don't know how he stayed because I was a mess and I know I was a mess he still proposed to me everything we got we got married in the middle of all this and I'm just like you sure you want to marry this because I'm not I'm not nearly the person I was when we first got together. I'm not. Like, 
but I'm glad that we were engaged for a while because he he got to literally see me do go through the motions and figure stuff out and he had to give me a wake-up call like I love you but I will leave because I need you to try because I wasn't trying wasn't getting ready for work wasn't cleaning the house wasn't doing anything I was just laying in the bed mm-hmm. and it just I'm a lot better now than I was then but I definitely still have my days yeah. I definitely wish that I could just have a conversation with her and my dad. Oddly enough, like losing her, I started to re-grieve for my dad too. Right. Because now it's like, okay, well, I don't have anybody. What the hell do you do with that? You know what I mean? I'm not close with my with my relatives. I've got, you know, aunts and uncles on both sides, but they weren't close. They're not close now. Like, <laughs> so what do you do? You know, my friends are dope, but it's it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It hurts like a bitch, and I don't know if I'll ever really stop grieving. I know I'll never stop missing her. Mm-hmm. Like I've in my own therapies, I do. I have a therapist. I had to. I almost had a mental breakdown. Like mid <laughs> in those five years where I really just wasn't. I felt myself getting ready to snap. Because mm-hmm. I would go into work when I wanted to. I would say whatever the hell I wanted to say. I had such an attitude that I was pissed. Like, I didn't really know that I was pissed. It was like an out-of-body experience. So, in the midst of all that, I felt like I was getting ready to lose it. And I was just like, okay, God, I don't know. I don't know what I'm about to do. I know I can't do this. I know that. I know I can't keep living like this. I don't even know what this is. I just know I can't keep doing it. Like something's got to shift, move, change something. So I found me a therapist. I love her to pieces. My God, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. definitely saved my life. <laughs> um, and she helped me work through a lot of stuff and just reaffirm stuff for me. Let you know, let me know I'm a lot tougher than I give myself credit for stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um. I don't know. It just, I don't want to feel this heaviness all the time. I'm never going to stop missing her. I know that. That'll never go away. Mm. But I feel like my life stopped. And I feel like, like I'm living life, but not like I want to. And I feel like losing her was a big part of that. Because I I just feel like I'm stuck. I yeah. feel like I'm stuck and I don't know how to get unstuck. And I feel like a part of that is why I feel fearful of starting new things. Why I feel like, because I, I don't, all I know is what sadness feels like. All I know is what stress feels like in a negative way you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i just i hate feeling stuck and but i'm comfortable this is gonna sound so fucked up <laughs> but i feel comfortable in feeling that way because i'm used to feeling that way yeah and i can't imagine yeah. not feeling that way yeah yeah especially without your mom you know what i mean yeah and there's, there's almost a little bit of guilt with it because it's like, well, how am I supposed to do this? And I can't call her and tell her, well, guess what? I did this. I did that. Like, I graduated from Sinclair and I didn't feel it. Like, I was happy. Yeah. But it it wasn't it wasn't enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, check next. Like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. I feel like uh, I'm <laughs> No, you didn't. You, thank you. <laughs> That was that was the realest shit ever. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and honest. Yeah. And, and telling your story. Yeah. Damn it, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to cry. Like my best friend's like, we we hate crying. We always talk about crying for suckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah. My therapist has been telling me, like, nah, it's not. You nah. need to cry. You, yeah. need, you need to get your life. So. Yep. You got to release that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So man, yeah. so it's this this is a, it's just a it sounds like it's just a constant heaviness, a constant heaviness, and like no, there's no amount of pure joy, like pure joy without that yeah. presence of your mom being around. Yeah, like 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 that sadness is is deep. Yeah, my my heart's broke. Yeah, real. Real, real shit, real shit. Yeah. It's, this is an honor. This is an honor to to help you release some of the sadness that you got on you. Now, in this technique, I'm gonna give you some prompts, but I really want to tell you them now, so you can have them, so you like are aware of them. All right. The prompt, uh, the prompts I'm gonna give you are number one for sadness is when it comes to loss. What is something positive and empowering that you learn from that person or animal that can help you carry on their legacy in an amazing way forever? Okay. Once, once again, what is something positive and empowering that you learn from that person or animal that can help you carry on their legacy in an amazing way forever? And that helps a lot with the sadness. That helps a lot because you're not focusing on those those darker events you're focusing more on the lighter events and how you have that responsibility of carrying on your mom's legacy in an amazing way i mean through everything that you do and everything who you are so that's one of the first prompts the next prompts they have to deal with just general things all general things okay number one is hurt people hurt people Number two is that we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. That's including you and everybody else. Next thing is we can't control anyone else's actions, but we can't control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser, you know? So anything that you've done or, or I'm sorry, anything that someone else has done as far as to hurt you or just somebody, someone else has done to make you sad, you can learn from their mistakes or you can learn from what they've done. And also we're better people than we were when those events occurred, especially, Amen. especially yourself. <laughs> you feel me? So okay. just thank you so much for telling your story. I'm, I'm so honored, like real talk. <laughs> I can't like, you could take all the money in the world and it wouldn't be worth anything compared to somebody's trust. And uh, I just appreciate, appreciate you so much. Like real talk. And you're brave, you're brave. <laughs> How brave are you to say this? Like to tell, like to, to rip yourself open. And for like, like, like uh, all these people, like I'm gonna put this everywhere. You know what I mean? YouTube, <laughs> Facebook. Oh, and, I know, right? <laughs> Anywhere you can hear a podcast, you know, um, and I, I, I just, I know that this is going to go down as one of the realest fucking episodes ever right here because of what you've gone through and what you said and, and how much you felt, how much you helped, like, make me, how much you made me feel. <laughs> like, real talk. So, um... Let's let's get some of this. Let's get this sadness off your shoulders a bit, yeah. So, okay. um, once again, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release the sadness today and for you to be aware of it consciously? My unconscious doesn't really have a choice because I'm ready to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Move out the way, unconscious. Right. <laughs> I got things to do. So. <laughs> All right, here we go. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt sadness between the ages of birth and seven? How old were you? Birth and seven. How old were you when you first felt sadness? Five or six, whatever grade, when I was in kindergarten. That's how I, I remember it. So like five. That's yeah. five, yeah. All right. Do you have a specific event like you can see? Yes, yeah, actually okay. I do. Okay. 
So, hey, go ahead. Uh, do you mind telling us about it? When I was in kindergarten, is my first was couple my first couple of days of school, and I was being teased because I have I had a really bad stutter. It's a lot better now, mm-hmm. but I had a really really bad stutter, mm-hmm. and I was getting teased because of my stutters. I was trying to get into the door because I went to this Catholic school and we had these really big heavy iron doors. Yeah. And I was trying to open it, and there were these two white kids that are like a grade above me teasing me, and it made me feel like crap. <laughs> I got I got teased, I got bullied. I remember getting spit in the face at that school. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kids. <laughs> kids, kids can be douchebags. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of turned it. me into a douchebag when I was like eight years old. Like, it was a whole thing. Wow. Because <laughs> hurt people hurt people, so yeah. Look at you already <laughs> with the philosophizing. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and take all that good energy and and let's go ahead and close our eyes, close your eyes and relax. And let me know when you're ready for this process. Not to blow my nose, hold on. If I can go breathe. For it. Go for it. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just blowing her nose. I'm sorry. You just you sound like you were just talking through a paper towel. What'd you say? Hey. Okay. So I was asking, like, is there a way to edit out <laughs> nose blowing? <laughs> oh no, nah, this is raw. This is raw. Hey. Oh wait, what? Hey, well, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Realist. The realist. Uh, okay (laughs) all right go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process i'm ready all right we're gonna go ahead and use this imagination right here right now and you're just gonna imagine floating outside of your body and hovering over yourself and looking at yourself from a third person point of view I want you to see yourself with your yellow shirt and your gold chain and the screen in front of you with your hair up. You have lamps around you, some doors behind you. Let me know when you see yourself from a third person point of view. I see myself. Okay, now just imagine floating deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt sad when you were just a little girl in kindergarten. I'm there. All right. Now, as you look at yourself from a third person point of view, hovering above that little girl, ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. This is an exercise of forgiveness and compassion, forgiveness for yourself and others, and compassion for yourself and others. And as you look at that little girl, what is something positive and empowering you can say to yourself and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Let me know when they're all gone. Take your time. They're all gone. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs. Let me know Mm. when you're above the dinosaurs. Okay. All right. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, 
Just imagine floating deeper and deeper into space where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. I'm in space. <laughs> and as you float there, weightless, ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're gone. Awesome. Float, <laughs> down, float down inside the event, sing through your own eyes and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Yeah, they're gone. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Listen closely. Float high above each and every event in which you felt sadness from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip any events. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the sadness all the way back to now. Go. You got this. When it comes to loss, what is something positive and empowering you learn from that person or animal that can help you carry on their legacy in an amazing way forever? Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Welcome back. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Feel good, don't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel lighter. Right? <laughs> Can't get yeah. all that baggage, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You were, yeah. you were feeling heavy, now you feel a little lighter. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Wow. Whew. All right. What color is your shirt? Yellow. <laughs> all right. Do you smell biscuits? No. <laughs> no. I don't smell biscuits. I don't smell toast. I'm not tasting copper. I'm okay. <laughs> Where did that come from? What was that? You know, some people say if you're about to have a stroke, like your taste your taste oh. copper or something. No, silly. That that is a technique that I use to uh, to get your mind off of the, the meditation, to break your state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really broke in talking about copper. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you tell you taught me something though? So, <laughs> so silly. Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Remember the event, but I don't feel sad about it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, dwell on that a little bit. What you mean? So I remember, you know, being teased. But at the end of the day, they didn't know me. I didn't know them. I was different from what they knew. So you get teased, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> like, I'm not, I can't hold on to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those kids ain't think about you no more. <laughs> right, at all. Like, don't even remember my face. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. What about um, your mom and dad? 
it's there. It's yeah. not as bad. Yeah. But I'd rather them be in heaven and not in pain and not suffering and not being how I remember them than being here and suffering and not being able to live life like how I want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's different from... How was how was the feeling like the visceral feeling? Did you feel it release? I heard you gave a couple. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like you were getting I a did. massage. <laughs> I did. Like I visualized, I visualized seeing my dad like with the tubes and stuff, but I knew that he was sick, so he was getting what he needed, and it wasn't enough. So God called him home. You know. But I know that he was tough, you know what I mean? And he, him and my mom both, like, they fought till they couldn't fight anymore. And they put that kind of fight in me. So that gives me peace, you know? Um, mommy is it's a little bit rougher, not gonna lie. But my mom's caring behavior like caring nature i should say and how tough she was and everything and her own grief was my dad stuff like that like that resonates with me a lot and i know that she wouldn't want me dwelling neither would my dad would want me dwelling on them not being here because then i'm missing out on what i have in front of me and what i need to do and want to do and stuff like that so Real talk. Like when you were saying, what do I have left? You know, um, or who do I have left? Yeah. I was like, man, you, you got love, you know, like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of folks out here ain't got the, like the type of love that you got. Like you got uh, literally a dude that's down for you through thick, the thickest and thick. And right. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot to be grateful for. Definitely. That's a, that's a heck of a lot. You know, like yeah. love is a strong force and you saw what it could get you through and what you guys already going through the death of your mom and and still making it so you got married. Yeah. I mean, wow. Wow. You guys can make it through literally anything, anything. Yeah. We've already been through death. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, right. he... Jumped me like four flat tires for real. One hundred percent, like for real. Flats on the Cadillac. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah. yeah! Um, hold on, let me see. So, uh, how often do you meditate? Ooh, I was meditating at least three times a week. Now. I kind of fell off. So me getting back to that actually is part of the goal. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Yeah. So I guess like now maybe, maybe once a month if I can calm my mind down enough to do it. But I definitely am trying to do more just to feel more centered because I was doing it every day mm-hmm. at one point. So. so how was this process for you then with you being a meditator and everything? Peaceful hard harder than emotionally a little bit harder than i thought even i don't really know what i thought (laughs) um peaceful because right now i just feel peace yeah can you describe that feeling of peace a little bit like you said earlier about how like you wouldn't want you know you your mom's your mom and her caring nature and your dad and his toughness and that gives you peace but like, yeah. like from that from that feeling of heaviness to lightness, that type of piece. Can can you describe that? Right now, current state, it just feels calm. Like I don't feel good or bad. I just feel, huh? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know what that thing is. I just like. Huh, okay. I think that's a word in the dictionary. But right. 
I don't, I just, I just don't feel heavy. Like right now it just feels nice. It's calm. It's cool. It's peace. Mm. Yeah. How will this affect you later on in the future? What do you see this doing for you later on in the future? It's something I can tap into. Definitely. Like taking myself out of myself. That make, if that makes sense, looking, my, looking down at myself like, okay, so this is what I see. <laughs> okay, girl. So <laughs> trying to get back to some kind of peace to come back to center. Yeah, this is definitely something I can see myself doing, you know, my kind of like, yo, can you give me those prompts again? <laughs> like, <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very cool. I gotta say it's very cool. And also that feeling of being lighter, um, how is that going? Like without that, that baggage from your mom, and you just feel like you're just stuck. How is that feeling of being stuck now? Like, I know that it's really early within the process and that you're yeah. just like getting used to not having that old perspective. But right. how do you think that, that that's gonna affect you in the, in, the, in the future? It's something I'll have to continue to meditate on to continue to feel this way. I'll say that because mm. like right now, I feel good. Mm. tomorrow I'll feel good mm. in about a week you know what I mean like going to work and work stressors and you know life and stuff like that I feel a little heavy again mm. so it's something that I would have I'll have to meditate on and remember this feeling yeah. and retap into that so that I can keep going forward yeah. definitely the the perspective that you have now is different and you can't go back to that old perspective. Right. So make sure that after this, you write down the learnings that you got and just keep them up, keep them around. You know what I mean? So you can always, yeah. you can always tap back into that as well. That yeah. toughness and that caring, that, that yeah. those things that are embedded into your DNA. Yeah. You know, um, that's, and of, of course, like, We've already discussed we're we're gonna work together too, so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I do feel you like it's not just this is a tool, it's not a run one time process. Right. But it's effective. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> I can definitely say it's effective. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's more effective because I don't want it anymore. I don't want those feelings anymore. Yeah. So it's more effective when you kind of already have that mindset going in. At least for me. I can't speak for everybody else. But for me, yeah. Um, for people that have never done this, uh, how would you describe the process? Vulnerable. Mm. Um, it is, it's not hard, but it's not easy. If that makes sense, depending on where you are mm -hmm. with it. Like I've been holding on this for eight years. So at this point, you know, I've already kind of pre-done some work. And so now it's like, okay, I need to let go of this lingering stuff, you know, and being aware. So it kind of depends on where you are when you choose to do this. Cause if you're not really there at that point, it's going to be a little bit harder. You might not find it as effective. Mm. I'm being completely honest. Right? Real talk. Real talk. Um, but if you're really ready to let it go, this is effective. Yeah. And then you can always tap back into it because you know that this is how you want to feel and you know that this is how you can feel. So it works. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, um, did you find like, like, of course, the the part about actually looking at the scenarios, looking at the situations is hard. This, yeah. Um, any other any other thing that was hard about it? How was your like? I mean, obviously, you're a meditator, so the concentration must have been on point. Was there anything else like hard about it? Mm. Wanting to let it go because I felt mm. my subconscious was like. Mm. 
you know, like that that tug was there, but I'm like, no, like I I have to let it go. Like when I when I started to like to cry in the middle of it, like for real, like that was that was that tug. Like I'm not really ready to let this go. But when I stopped crying, it's like, no, we gotta let this go. Like it's it's okay to let it go. <laughs> and I have to keep I know I have to keep telling myself that when it tries to creep back in, because it will, because that's just like that that's your subconscious. It does that, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to let it go. And if you don't have to let it back in, you can say no to those to those emotions you know, and focus on the piece that I feel now. You, you, um, yeah, because like you say you were used to feeling that way. You know, so now it's like. There's comfort in feeling sadness, like, which is such, such a mind trip for real. But when you, when you get stuck and you feel that way, 24, 7, 365 times, three four you know what i mean like you really do get a comfort into it and it's time to stop feeling comfortable in that and find comfort in finding you're happy and being in peace so it's now it's the time uh, to break habits breaking the habits is breaking the habits and changing your what it's easier than you think, <laughs> but it's, right. uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, um, sort of, uh, but like, it, 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 that's what it's going to be. It's going to be breaking the patterns that you had before. Like we've already done so with this exercise, but now it's like time to do things different throughout your day to yeah. help you appreciate and, and, and stay in that place of gratitude, staying in, the, staying in that place of gratitude Will help you manifest and feel the way you want to yeah. with, with whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm curious to see how tomorrow morning's when you're going to wake up. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> are we going to try to go for a walk, depending on on the weather? Because I don't walk in this cold. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or just stretching, you know, what I mean? or just doing something that is more healthy besides just getting up and feeling like, oh my god, it's the morning, and I hate mornings. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Real talk. And uh, yeah, it's. it's you can create whatever. That's the exciting part. You can create whatever you want. Like yeah. you, it's, it's like you literally saw yourself go from one state to mm-hmm. exactly another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know it's all up here. So you can yeah. decide to get into it. I don't want to steal. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's trippy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very trippy. <laughs> Very trippy. <laughs> hey, Tasha, you're the realist. And I, I thank you so much. And I just, you're the best. Oh, I, thank you. I appreciate you really reaching out because this was random, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know what I, I just said, okay, too. But <laughs> like, <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't mind uh, ripping yourself open for like, uh, you know, a few thousand. A couple hundred thousand people. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, I, like I said, though, you're going to be a blessing. Like for people that hear your story and that are going through the same thing that you're going through, you're going to be a blessing because they'll see that they can feel a different way about how, yeah. and, and that they can grieve, that they can grieve in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you come back on like later on? Like so we can see a before and after. Not yeah. just like now, but like of course it's yeah. like now it's like fresh, right? <laughs> All but right. I wanna see the one where, you know, later on you're like, Oh yeah, you know, I get this, did that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. I appreciate it. All right. Well let's close us out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tasha, you're the shit. I, I can't I, I can't let you know how much I really appreciate this. Of course. With the, with the, from the bottom of my heart, real so. And mm-hmm. um, I, can't, uh, I can't let you guys know how I appreciate you guys and your support, you guys listening to, to this conversation. 
And Tasha is also going to be releasing Sadness and Fear. And oh, if you are thinking about doing this, please contact me so I can Do lead it. you through this. <laughs> I can lead you through it correctly. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't do this on your own. And but uh, you guys, thank you guys so much. Um, take care of yourself out there and take care of one another. Anything else you want to tell the people, Tosh? Do the process, do the work. Drop <laughs> hey. that baggage, it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, peace out. <laughs>